Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Hi, Niall. I'm writing in desperation, as I know my wife listens to you every single day and will recognise our situation. And maybe we'll take advice from listeners, as she is uh, sure not listening to me. My wife and I have been married for 15 years and have three children, our youngest is 10 years of age. Three years ago, my wife's mother in her late 60s was diagnosed with dementia. Oh, sorry, six years ago. And three years ago, she came to live with my two apologies. Uh, when she began to deteriorate uh, in the last year, um, I got very concerned. At first, I was okay with it for my wife's sake, although I always had reservations. Over the last year, sadly, she has got a lot worse to the point where she, she, she is a danger to herself and I believe the family too. I can give numerous examples of when she nearly set the house on fire, left the front door open in the house, hit my youngest son and generally put herself and others in very dangerous situations. My wife works part-time and is essentially a carer for her uh, for the rest of the day. It's like having a baby in the house and she is up all night with her some nights. We can't organise holidays or weekends away or our kids and our kids are losing out on typical family life. The other day, my wife told me she needs to give up her part-time job and care for her mother full-time as she's got quite bad and really can't be left alone. And we got into a conversation where I was totally honest with her and I told her that this is destroying our marriage and our relationship. I told her our children and our family life was being destroyed and this could go on for years as her mother is physically fine and maybe with us for a long time. I suggested we talk to her sister about getting her mum into a home uh, where they can give her, give her professional care. The sister is taking no responsibility for her mother as she lives far away. My wife flipped and said I was being unfair and said we would do it for, or she would do it for my mother if she needed to do it and is going to keep doing this for her mother as she loved her and she deserved to be with the, the people she loved. The argument continued late into the night and eventually I said to her, look, I can't take any more and I feel neglected in the relationship as we do nothing anymore. And she responded with, don't make me choose between my mother and you because you may not be happy with the answer. I'm now gutted, but I understand that she does love her mother. I thought if she heard some sense on your show, she might reconsider this and give us all our life back. Thank you, Niall. Currently, it's estimated, by the way, approximately 4,000 people under the age of 65 have dementia. 64,000 people in total have dementia in Ireland. And I, I know a lot of people get confused by Alzheimer's and dementia. Dementia is an umbrella term. Um, Alzheimer's is a particular disease which basically creates the issue of dementia, as well as many other diseases. There's over 400 different types of dementia. And the most common, of course, is Alzheimer's, which is the one that we know, and vascular dementia. So there are, cause for, there are different biological reasons as to why people, as they get older, sometimes um, become mentally incapacitated. Um, not physically, in a lot of cases, by the way, until they get a lot older, but mentally incapacitated, where essentially go back to being a baby again and forgetting how to do the basic chores in life. Sadly, many people do die because what happens then eventually is the involuntary uh, decisions that your brain makes, like keeping your heart going and keep breathing and walking and all those other things, unfortunately deteriorate as well eventually over time. I mean, it's a huge problem for many families and many resist leaving their parents into care homes or nursing homes. They resist doing that. I suppose it's a last resort for a lot of people because they don't want to see their mom in a care home. That's not what they want or their dad for that matter. But what is this guy going to do in this situation? There's no doubt it's affecting his family. For his wife not to see that, she's blindsided by the love of her mother. And I get that. I understand she loves her mother. 
But it is going to affect their relationship. They have three children who I'm assuming they don't do anything with anymore because they can't go anywhere unless they go singly as mother with the kids or father with the kids, depending on who's looking after the mother. But she's got to a point now where it's dangerous. She nearly set the house on fire. She hit the young child. You know, before long, she'll be falling down the stairs. Yeah, I mean, And this is what happens, unfortunately, when people get into that situation. And sometimes professional care is the best way forward. But in the interim... It can have a huge devastating effect on the relationship between a husband and a wife, between a family, between a husband and wife and their children, the fact they can't go away on holidays, etc, etc. Now, you could say the husband, as somebody texted in, saying he's being selfish and he's acting like a five-year-old, says Una. But in saying that, you could equally argue that the wife is being selfish. So who's right in this situation? He's, she's been there. The mother has been there for the last... Sorry, I, I kind of mucked that up there at the, at the start of the email. Anyway, um, She's been there for the last three years. So he's already put up with three years of this. So what should they do? The number is 87 The question I'm asking is, is his wife being unreasonable? Or is he being unreasonable? Basically saying, listen, can we put your mum in a care home where she'll get professional help? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 Is he or she being unreasonable? Look, you've heard the email. So let's take a little vote. Just text the word he or she to 87 Who is being unreasonable here? Let me go to Philomena. Philomena, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Philomena? Hiya, Niall. How are you getting on? Good, Philomena. Look, it's a, this is a really difficult situation and a very sensitive issue too because so many people sadly end up with dementia. Um, it's just unfortunately a biology it's just a natural progression of life sometimes for a lot of people not everybody thankfully but what do you well, do in that situation I think I think she's been very selfish to have her own family because I, I, I work and deal with dementia and dealt with it a lot of times with my own aunts and you know people as well but I think she's been very selfish in one sense because there are respites and there are places now where the parent, and we all love our parents, there's none of us want to see our parents growing old or whatever the case may be, but her family, dementia, as you said there, and Alzheimer's, there, there is 400, you're dead right, and all of that concept and all of that, but the thing about it is, that mother, God bless her, she could live for another 8 to 9, 10 years, there's no time limit on dementia no. or Alzheimer's. And he mentions that she's physically fine. Yes, and she, she's physically fine, but once she's starting to retaliate now and have outbursts, that's a dangerous thing. And with dementia, it depends on what part of the brain it takes over. You understand? And, and closes down. Now, if she gets violent, she'll have a lot more problems on her hands. Now, does she want her children to remember their grandmother as beating them, hitting them, slapping them? So, well, no, I, I don't know whether that's been a regular occurrence. But yeah. the, what, what is a problem here is that, you know, he mentions that she nearly set the house on fire once. But she she leaves the front door open when she goes out. Yeah, I, that's Obviously, she's... That's the she's of it. Got it, And that's, yeah. that, that's the slow start of it, you know what I mean? But the thing about it is, there are respite centres there where her mother could go into uh, three or four days a week, giving the family a break to go away and do things the weekends, and giving, giving herself a break as well. There's nobody saying that she doesn't love her mother. But if she don't put her husband and her children first, because now the mother's gone into an old age capacity. It's not saying you're disrespected by throwing her away, because... Well, when you say old age, but I can mention, she's only in her late 60s. It says here, three years ago, my wife's mother in her late 60s was diagnosed with dementia. So she's only in her late 60s. 
It said, it, you know, there's no age limit at the moment now for um, dementia. You know what I mean? Even 30-year-olds have, have been known. Yeah, I, I was quite shocked at those figures, actually, that 4,000 yeah. in this country, 4,000 uh, people under the age of 65 have dementia. I, you, Everybody thinks of dementia as something that 70 and 80-year-olds have, you know? Yeah, yeah, they always put it into an old age category, but it's not now anymore. But the thing about it is, if she's going to put the mother, the mother, the mother, she's not going to get that time back with her husband, with her children, with her family. She won't get that last time, and I don't mean it's last time, she won't get that time back that she's given to her mother. And her mother, sadly enough, won't remember it. She may not remember, but maybe the wife feels an obligation because, look, we all feel an obligation to look after our parents because they raised us when we had nappies mm-hmm. on us. So we all kind of feel the obligation to do our turn and, and to give back, I suppose. Isn't that what we feel, that we need to do? We kind of Maybe there's a responsibility we feel to do that. Well, we do, and the thing about it is, it's always either one or two in the family who gets caught on that scenario because other f- members of the family are probably away and don't take as much responsibility or don't do any of that. But that still doesn't fix her own family. And even to turn around, as you said there, and, and quote is uh, on her, uh, don't make me choose between you and my mother. There's nobody asking her to choose. He's asking her for a break. He's asking her for a time out. And if she can't look at him and say, well, I love you enough to give you the time out and we'll get a respite for Mammy the weekend or whatever the case may be, then she's not thinking of nothing, only her mother, but her mother won't remember the best part of what she is doing for her, so it won't mean what, but her husband and her children will. And I can understand that whole situation. Now, I know they probably do get some level of respite, but I, I, I do understand the situation that, you know, they can't impromptu you decide to go away for a weekend or go away on a holiday for two weeks with the kids to Spain or all those kind of things are all affected by, you know, when you have somebody living with you, you know, with dementia, of course. Oh, of course, without a doubt. And, you know, the most important thing is she's given, I'd say, three years already to love of her mother and her mother is only going to get worse because... It depends on, there's no, um, as I said, time limit on dementia. But, we, but the one thing we do know is it gets worse over time. It of course. gets worse over periods of time and it, there's no time on it getting worse. Do you understand what I'm saying? I had a friend in a similar situation and both his parents got dementia and they lived next door to him together. And he told me, which he, he kind of told me in a lighthearted way, he said it was, at the start it seemed funny because he used to go into them and introduce the, introduce the two of them to each other every morning. <laughs> and he used to say, this is your husband, this is your wife, okay? Yeah. Or she'd, she'd turn around to him and say, come here for a second, she said, there's a fella, there's a fella up in the bedroom. <laughs> you need to come and see who he is. <laughs> he said, that's your husband. <laughs> that's your husband. And I know we can look at that in a lighthearted manner, but then the problem was, his father then decided to take the car out one day, went up the wrong side of the road. You know, yeah. his mother had put a carpet in the oven another day, rolled up a carpet and put it in the oven, a small carpet. And just things like that where eventually the two of them, um, the saddest part was the two of them ended up going into a home, into separate yeah. homes. Yeah, And that's, that's yeah. the saddest part. It is actually. And you know, I worked with a woman a few years ago when I was doing training and um, I squint to her every morning and she had dementia. Now, she had dementia for 25 years. Yeah. And she tried to keep her, her she was a very independent woman. She tried to keep the capacity of knowing and learning and, and not repeating herself. So she said to me one day, Phil, she said, if I keep repeating myself, put up your hands. You told me that twice. You told me that three times. So what I decided to do for her then, because she was progressing by then, I said to her, her daughter, she needs to go into a home now. I said, because there's not, I won't be here all the time. But what I done was a memory book for her. And when she was going into the home and she went in and respite first, which was grand to give them all a break and all mm-hmm. that. And I got a memory book. Um, I, I, done, I decided to make this up 
a memory book and this lady could do the very same so you get all the photographs of all the people who's really in her family her her husband and this and that and give her that little memory book and she carries that memory book then everywhere she goes with her so she only glances through the photographs then and the people make the photographs big enough as well do you know what i mean so she constantly has reminders of who the people in her life are. That's a good idea, by the way. That's a great idea. Yeah. Well, actually, do me, do me a favour. Stay there for a second. I want to go to Jane as well. Jane, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jane? Hi, how are you? Jane, look, it's a really difficult situation. And I can understand why the husband feels a bit neglected in the relationship too. You know, maybe that's a bit selfish of him. But who's right here? Oh, I couldn't say who's right or wrong now, Niall. But all I know is how I felt about it and okay. how I feel about it now. Um, when I put my mother in a nursing home five years ago, I actually feel quite emotional even listening to that lady talk there. You know, it's just, it's. I think it's the hardest thing ever in life to have to make that decision. Yeah. Um, and basically, I mean, I would have been the same. I had a family too. I did consider having her here. My husband at the time, we're separated now, but at the time he was supportive. He, he said, let her come here, we'll build on or whatever. But basically what happens is, You've got the extended family and you've got the siblings and you have to take everyone's um, opinion into consideration. It's not just... Because everybody has to live with it, of course. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I mean, they probably want a neutral place to visit her and things like that. You know, it's all understandable. Mm. But the the thing is, I was working at the time. I've ended up giving up work now to look after my autistic son anyway. And I suppose since I did, because of COVID, I'm kind of saying I could have been doing this now with her. I really probably should have done it then and kept her at home because uh, COVID changed my whole mind on all of it. But prior to that, when she first went in, I did feel like, you know, she was out of the care of the family. um, And and at that time, she still had memory. And, you know, she knew that she was there. She didn't really know she was in a nursing home or she thought she was in a hospital, stuff like that. But she knew us. So until last year, she knew us. And then she didn't know us at all after the first lockdown. Now, she's 91 now, and I would say at the end, to be honest. But this is where I'm coming from. I am full of regret now. And is she she's, still, at, she's still with us, Jane, is she? She is. Yeah. She's really at the very end stage, I would I would think. Yeah. <laughs> Listening to that lady 25 years, my mum can't go on any longer, I don't think, at 91. Well, 91 is a good age, let me tell you. It, yeah. it is. Yeah. She, looked, she, was, she was fantastic, and she was physically fantastic all her life until this happened. And how long ago was she diagnosed, by the way? Uh, she was 83 when she was diagnosed. So, okay. But, uh, I, you know, I would say she has a 10 years because, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, it started with the kind of, you know... Forgetting just forgetting things, things, yeah. Losing things and, you know... But when well, a lot, a lot of people just put that down to old age anyway because as we get older, we tend to forget yeah, things, right? Was, forget things. Was was like, 81 at that stage. Yeah. I, would, I would say I noticed a difference in her at 80. And she desperately tried to hold on to her independence and was hiding things from me and pretending that that wasn't happening and going off on buses and getting the wrong one home and things like that, you know. But even at that stage, I was at home. She was in her home. But you were constantly going over there and checking. So it, either way, it was a strain on the family. Yeah. It was more, more of a strain for me because I had to drive over there. Sometimes I'd have to leave work to go out and rescue her from whatever. And... Um, you know, when I look back, that was an awful hard strain. It really would have been... But you'd do it all again, wouldn't you? I would, of course. Yeah. But I think, really, if I was to do it again, I would have preferred her here. It would have been less strain on me to be, um, than to be leaving my family to run back and forth 
uh, if she had been in my care, I would have set up proper home care. So, so do you regret? Do you regret now not taking her into your care? I do, I do, I do. But it wasn't my choice, really. But I do. But it is myself. ultimately. It is. And I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not putting blame on you, Jane. But it is ultimately yeah. your choice. I know you have to take everyone else into consideration. and I get that. You but do. it is your yeah. mum, of course. So it ultimately, I mean, but could you have put the foot down at the time and said, "Look, well, I'm doing it, whether you want to or not." fall out with your family well that's <laughs> probably not a great idea really is it because i mean when she was in the nursing home at least we all visited her there you know what i mean and could your um, family now the, the, in this particular email by the way there's only one sister involved who lives miles away and is not interested but could yeah. your family not have made the visit to your house or the journey to your house would that have been a problem it just was never considered okay okay i, I think they thought it was ridiculous and too much to take on and you know, and I see their points. I mean, she was very difficult. Definitely she was. But knowing what I know now, it could have been managed with medication. It could have been managed with more hours at home. You know, the way they get home. Would you, well, you would have had to become a full-time carer, which you're saying you're doing anyway for your son now anyway. Yeah. 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 So you would have had to um, become a full-time carer for your mom. And the point, see, in this email is, and I think the husband was cooperative at the start. Seemed, well, it seems that way. But now it's got to a point where he believes... It's dangerous. And and I get that. I understand that. He said she nearly set the house on fire. She leaves the front door open and wanders out. She hit at their youngest son and generally puts herself and others in danger. So Yeah. Well, yeah, but you see, as I say, all of that was managed with medication in the nursing home. It could have been managed in the home the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, all you have to do is be a super sleuth detective and find out these things for yourself and access services yourself. And I'm pretty good at doing that because I have an autistic son. So I definitely could have done it. Um, a home, like you can get so many hours of uh, support. Yeah, of course. From the you community. Can, yeah. And she had that and she was very good at dodging them. I mean, most of the calls I got from work where we appeared at the house and your mother wasn't there, she used to go out to, to avoid them. <laughs> right, okay. So she was <laughs> she was she was, she was clever enough to do that, so yes. Yeah, she didn't she didn't want the neighbours knowing that she had anybody visiting her in a uniform, you know. Oh right, um, okay, okay. <laughs> And so, uh, and by the way, what what who do you think is being then unreasonable? I mean, listening to what Philomena said, she understands what the husband is saying, you know, and she believes that the right thing to do at this point maybe would be to consider putting her into care home. But what do you, I mean, in this situation, is the husband being unreasonable by saying, well, he's not really saying it's either her or me, but the wife did say, don't let me make a choice because you might not be happy with it. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you say those things in arguments with your partner, don't you? Of course you do, yeah. Um, well, think by the tone of his email, his email, he sounds very, very reasonable to me. He's thinking of his wife's health. He's thinking of, you know, he isn't being unreasonable. Um, well, he feels he's being neglected in the relationship and so are the kids. Yeah, well, now... Is that selfish? It, it is kind of because I think over the last probably 50 years, we've lost the... Um, we've taken our eye off the ball. We've lost the fact that really, you know, extended family matters too. And that it is part of family life and that perhaps, you know, you, you, you shouldn't be thinking of your holidays, your all the time. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm a lo- I love all that and I'm very good at giving myself breaks and things like that. But I just think, you know, he, in that way, maybe perhaps it is a bit selfish that he's not considering how she feels about it. She's the one who's going to be left with the guilt, believe me. Okay, well, then look, she's listening because he says she listens to the show every day. So yeah. she's suggested now she give up her part-time job and become a full-time carer. Yeah. He's suggesting they should put her in a home. 
Yeah, because he Do doesn't you... want his lifestyle to change. No, he doesn't. Okay, yeah. so if she was listening now or she was your sister, for example, what advice would you give her? Would you say just go for it? I'd say try and keep her at home. Try and keep her at home. Okay. And, I would, and yeah, Phil, I you're sticking to your guns, yeah. Oh, sorry, I've lost that anyway. All right, listen, Jane, thank you very much indeed, and thank you for sharing your experience with us. It may have helped a lot of people listening today. Uh, the number is 87 What suggestion would you give? Jane says she put her mom in a care home five years ago, and now she regrets it. She says she should have, should have taken her home. But then again, the husband is saying, look, it's destroying everybody else's life in the house. Is he being selfish? Or is he just being realistic? The number is 87 Hi, Bernie, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you? I'm grand, Niall. How are you today? Good. Bernie, now, as a retired nurse, of course, you would be very familiar with dementia and Alzheimer's, of course, which is the main cause of dementia. I mean, and it's a very tough decision to take your mum or your dad into your house and have them live there when you have your own family in the first place. But so, I mean, is this husband being selfish by saying he's not dealing with it anymore? No, he's not. To be honest, Niall, I feel that he's given it his best shot. She's becoming a danger to him, herself and her surroundings and her grandchildren and her daughter. And they can't keep her safe for much longer, physically, emotionally or mentally. And she needs to go into, at this stage, from reading, I'm listening to you, I feel she needs the care of the professionals now. And the daughter shouldn't beat herself up. She's done her level best. But she has a young children and her husband. And they need her in their lives just as much. She is their mother. She is his wife. And they need her. And he's but not she, her mother. argument is, she is my mother. Yeah, but I mean, I have a mother. I'm going up to see my mother today who is showing signs of a big confusion. I, I don't know what I might have to face. But I know at the end of the day, my mother's wishes is that she doesn't want to be a burden to any of us. Well, that, you know, every that, mother says that to their daughters and sons. Don't I don't want yeah, to ever be a burden to you, but they don't necessarily always mean it, do they? Yeah, but I mean, when you have a small, she sounds like they have young children, you know, and she's leaving the front door open, and you know, she's setting fire to things. Like at the end of the day, they're in a place of not being safe anymore in their own home because this lady is doing this now, and she doesn't realise she's doing it, and they love her. But I mean, I'm a mother. You're a father. Would you expect your daughter or your son in the future to be looking after you who's no you know no no and wouldn't you think there'd be a kinder thing for them to let you go to a home where there's people to look after you and care for you and that you could be visited and be safe but see and, and a lot of people say that's fine but there are and i i don't know the research and i don't know the stat- statistics there and, and the amount of people that take their parents into their home i would imagine the majority is uh mothers taking in or should i say daughters taking in mothers rather than husbands taking in mothers and fathers there seems to be a different attitude from men to women and I, 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 maybe i'm wrong in thinking that but i think there is so the guy you're right you're right he has de- dealt with it. he was quite happy to do it it's now three years in she's got worse over the last year or so it could go on for another 10 years it could yeah, uh, and get continually worse as things go on um, but in saying that some people are saying that his attitude is a little bit selfish that he's thinking of him and the kids and his relationship and he does actually point out in it that you know he says he feels or he told his wife he feels neglected in the relationship but they, they do unfortunately he's only telling her the truth I mean you know at the end of the day and putting off holidays and all those things like they, he could one of them could get sick very quickly themselves we don't know what's around the corner for the husband or the wife and then those children could be left with a granny who's got dementia no father or mother because due to some illness like they're not you know you have to think you are a family you are a unit and you know like it's a really hard one but I think she's done her real best to keep all the balls in the air 
she has a son who is autistic, I think you said. And so she's... No, no, that's, no, that was the other Jane that was there oh, in Colorado. Sorry, but J- mind you, Jane did mention who has a son who has autism. She she mentioned that, you know, she could have taken her mom into her house five years ago, but they because of the family negotiations, she chose to put her in a care home. And she said she now regrets it. She said, she look, she said, I'm, I'm here anyway with COVID with my son anyway as a carer. So I might as well have taken my mom in. Yeah, but, you know, she made the decision she at the best time, what she could do at the time. She did what she could. She can't feel guilty. Like, you know, my father was in a home for three years before he passed with dementia, you know, and there was, he, there was no way we could have managed him at home. He didn't even know where he was. He thought he was in a hospital. He was at home on the farm. He didn't know where he was. Like, everyone has a different form of, you know, dementia doesn't take them, their brain straight away. Sometimes it's a very slow de- deterioration. Sometimes it's very rapid. But this lady is, seems that she's really gone to the stage now where she really is better in the care of the professionals mm-hmm. and let their family life continue for them because they don't, you know, their family is growing fast and they need their, both their parents to be on the ball and to be with them, do you know? But and, it seems to be quite quick in this case because she was diagnosed six years ago. Three years ago, she moved in with them uh, because it had deteriorated. And in the last year, it's got even worse. So it seems to have happened very quickly. Yeah, and I think that if she was to be reassessed, the safer option in my head for the family and the wife and the husband and the whole unit would be to let this lady now go to a, a, a you know a, set, a settled area that would keep her safe. But see, somebody, somebody texts in and says uh, a healthy society looks after the elderly uh, with selflessness. Yes, that's that's true. But unfortunately, the world has gone different. Like you know, both people have to be working out to keep a house and a roof over their head. You know. Mm-hmm. That, that has changed. If society is so caring of the elderly, they've become they've silenced them because there's not there's nothing out there for 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 the elderly for ourselves going forward. Mm-hmm. And do you, you know, do like you they, think they, they haven't the, put anything in place? Is there any way of keeping both happy in this situation? Because I think what was quite telling was that I got the last line where you know she says he said um, what was it uh, she said oh yeah when they get into an argument because obviously this went on all night. Don't she said don't make me choose between my mother and you because you may not be happy with the answer. Okay, so what about if they t- had a Monday to Friday where she's in resting care for while their children are at school and they're both working, and then take her out on a Saturday night or a Sunday night? Would that be a better option? She'd still be part of the mother's care um, and have her for, at the weekends or maybe a Monday night or a Tuesday night, whatever they could suit, to work themselves around and rear their family and do all the other things as a family unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, would well, that be a, well, that well be I, I think that's a happy kind of some sort of compromise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But stay there for a second. Let me go to Nigel. Nigel, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, Nigel? Hi, Nigel. How are you? And Nigel, it's a difficult situation. Bernie, who's a retired nurse, is well used to, I suppose, dealing with people with dementia and, and the challenges that can be faced in that situation. But what should, the, what should they do in this situation? I sort of agree with the girl that lady has been on, Nigel. I think, you know, if he had have said in the very beginning, before she ever moved in or whatever, I'm not having this this is my house, this is my family, absolutely, you could see him being, you know... You Selfish, him, yeah. Yeah, you could label him as, you know, it's her mother. You could certainly label him as being selfish. And it, it seems that he was quite happy. Look, we, we've only got half the story for a start, so we have to go on half the story. Yeah. It seems like he was reasonable up to the point, like I put in my message, it seems like he was reasonable up to the point where she became a danger to the family and herself. Yeah. That's, if you read between the lines, that's what it says. Like, if, if God forbid, on a, you know, something happened and the poor lady, she set fire to the house and one of the kids or two of the kids were, were killed or something like that, and oh, God forbid, would he be seen as selfish then? 
Yeah, no, I know, I know. And, no, and, I know, and these things can't happen, by the way. Yeah, of course they can, and it's through no fault of the poor woman, you know. But I, I, I think they've taken it to the point where, as that lady said before, it could be time for the professionals to look after her. I mean, I, I, I read a quote once um, about uh, a nursing home is, it's where people go to live, not to die. Yeah. And I think that can be the case in a lot of nursing homes now. You know, it's a focal point, you know, it's something that the family can go and do then. You know, on a regular basis, visit nanny, visit mommy, whatever the case may be. And, and leaving and aside, by the nanny. way, leaving aside the doomsday argument of setting the house on fire, which is, by the way, is a possibility. You know, Bernie has a point, too, is, you know, she does have a relationship with her husband. She does have a family. We all only get one life. And you, you'll only get to raise your children once. And yep. and the mom could be alive for the next 10 or 15 years. We, we don't know. You know, it depends on, on the dementia. It depends on, on what's causing her dementia. So she could be alive for, you know, a, a good while. And, and, and you want to look back and regret that, yeah. uh, you know, I missed my children's childhood because I was caring for my mom in the home. Well, flip the coin, Niall. Flip the coin. And let's say for argument's sake, right, we push it two years down the road, they've split up. Okay? Yeah. The husband has made that choice that he'd be told not to do. Okay, I know we're, we're playing a bit of devils here, but let's just go that way. Where you know he the marriage going, breaks down because of it. Yeah, the marriage yeah. breaks down. Two of the kids decide to go with daddy. They're not happy with the way mommy made a choice. The whole family unit is destroyed. What? And then you know, as you said, like dementia is not a physically debilitating disease in in general. Do you know what I mean? It leaves until you, it gets to the latter stages. On, yes, on, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it leaves you for a long, long time. Like, if you walk by somebody with dementia in the street. You will not know they have it in large in the large majority of cases. You will not know that that lady or man is suffering from dementia by looking at them. You would think they're That's perfectly, it. perfectly copious mentors walking down the street, doing their own thing. When the reality is that's not the case. They're suffering inside. There's places, if there was like, there's places for these people to go and get into little societies or whatever and live the rest of their life happy and have a happy family behind them. Where the, 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 the mom and the dad and the kids can start living their life. And I, I don't mean like, oh, Jesus, great, we got her locked up, then we can start going on holidays again. I don't think that's what he's about. I think he's about safety first and keeping the family unit together. And you, you would agree with that, Bernie, yeah? Yeah, I do. And also, Niall, moving forward, I think this, as a nation, as a society, we aren't looking after our elderly very well at the moment. There is nursing homes. Some of them are wonderful. And some the of them are abysmal, people. yeah. And some of them, I wouldn't put the, the, the cat in. And to be honest, moving forward, like there's a lot of models around the world which work. Like in, in Holland, they have a very good model where they have... These the, kind of like little uh, villages almost, yes, yeah. yeah. Like we we can't put bury our heads in the sand. Never mind looking after the new whatever. We need to look after the people who have grown this country, who are now at their ages where they need our help and support. And we can't do it at home because, unfortunately, our government decided we all need to be out there working. And you know. Oh, so they tried to increase the retirement age. That didn't work out too well, much. No, no, no. So you go from working until you get to Lally's and then you're hopped into the old home for the bewildered. Yeah. No, there is no happy medium. We need to look at it. Need to address it going forward as a country and look after the people who have looked after us. Uh, well, well, on that note, Bernie, sorry, that's a good way to end the conversation. I have to end it at that because I've run out of time. Thank you, Nigel, as well. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.